for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I am again your host today, James Arthur. We do have my main man, Richard Garraway, back in the country, but a bit of car trouble has stopped him from getting in here today. We have him over the phone. How are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. I was almost coming to you live from the side of the road in uh, in Northcote after a car broke down, but uh, I'm re- ready to go. Uh, that's good. And, and before we get started, how was your trip? Did you have a great time? It was absolutely outstanding. It was brilliant. I was very, even though I've just spent a month in America before you, I was still very, very jealous watching you go to all those football games. It's, um, I will say, if someone, if someone really does like you know, football and everything, and they're heading over there. Try and build a weekend, yeah, in a particular city where you get to see both some pros, college, and even some high school stuff. Because um, there's, there's nothing like being there. It's outstanding. Yeah, beautiful. All right. Well, today we'll get into the newsroom. Take a look at the top defensive rookies. We looked at the offense last week. We'll look at the defense this week. Head over to top three, bottom three. And then Christos Tyler will come in for his betting corner. It is the 19th podcast. I'm very excited. I'm sure you are too, Richard. Let's get into it. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Atlanta suffer their first loss of the season to the improving Saints. And Drew Brees was outstanding, beating them 31-21. Did you catch this game, Richard? What was your take on it? Um, yeah, well, as you know, mate, I was there live to see it. First thing I've got to say, if you're going to go see a game down in New Orleans, just get liquored up because the fans are loose as. <laughs> it's the loosest stadium I've ever been in. Extremely raucous. Um, even though it was a Thursday night, those fans did not care. Um, it's really interesting. That the Saints, I've got, got a little tidbit stat for you. They haven't committed a turnover in any of their wins. So you can almost look back to you know, quarterback picks and, and fumbles sort of being where they're falling down. Um, in their four losses, they committed 10 turnovers, which is a massive... You just can't win with turnovers like that. No, it's always going to be tough. And in, speaking of turnovers, Atlanta really shot themselves in the foot. They had two red zone fumbles and, and another fumble... Uh, not, not in the red zone, but in, in good position, which the Saints put points on from, got a lead, and, and the Falcons just couldn't catch them in the end. No, they've got to start better. There's this trailing going into fourth quarters all the time, and you can't expect um, you know, Matt Ryan to, to hook up you know, with Julio or, or, or Freeman, somebody like that, every week or, or get a pick six or you know, something like that to, to win the game. They've got to start games better. Um, or people are going to start thinking maybe their start was you know, a bit of a fraud. Yeah, I, don't, I tend to agree. That the, they have no pass rush. They cannot get to the quarterback. And if, against a guy like Breeze, you give him time, you, you're writing your own death certificate. He was outstanding. Yeah, when they came out in the first quarter, the Saints, that is, they just went down the field, and it was mainly on the arm of Drew Breeze. Yeah, and exactly. probably that still injured arm of Drew Brees. Yeah, look, I, I'm glad to see him playing well. I've, I've got a lot, I've got a lot of time for Drew Brees, so hopefully he can continue. And you know what, the, the Saints are getting a little bit frisky. Who knows? They might be able to catch up in the division. Well, the NFC record-wise is pretty rubbish. If you have a look at it, there's ten teams on two or less wins out of the sixteen of them. God. So this year is ripe for somebody to get off to a bad start, maybe like the Saints or 
like the Eagles and go on a bit of a run, mid-season run, and you know, really get in there and could shake it up in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. We'll move on to the next game where DeAndre Hopkins just took over and Houston dispatched the the struggling Jaguars 31-20. How good is Hopkins? He looks the real deal. Well, I saw him the week before, and he did the exact same thing. Those quarterbacks are rubbish, and all the targets go to him, and he still managed to get open. As you know, James, if you watch a game live, you see that wider shot, and you can see what the safeties are doing. The whole play can develop in front of you, unlike on TV, where they really get into the box. And you see the quarterback pass from out and they zoom out. Hopkins has a safety over him all the time. Yeah. And he's still doing this. He's... He was so exceptional. He made a bonehead play when I saw him the week before with a, a just a stupid, um, unsportsmanlike conduct, throwing the ball at a defender. You're going to get pinged for that every time. So that was a bit dumb. But he is having a great season. Uh, he's got to be the best uh, best wide receiver so far. Yeah, he has been. He, he's certainly leading yards. and He struggled with touchdowns early, but he's picked that up. He, he looks great, and his route running is so crisp, and he just gets the ball at the highest point all the time, which makes it incredibly hard for defenders to, to get up there and play the ball. So he looks outstanding. Now talk about defenders playing the ball. Peyton Manning struggles again, throws a pick six, but the defense come good for the for the Broncos again as they win 26-23. Peyton's struggles are becoming more and more real. What's your thoughts, Rich? Um, it, it's interesting. Last year, he started really well and started to fall away. This year, he's already where he finished last year, you know, on that downward slide. The defense is so good. It's not even funny. But they're not going to Osweiler. Do you agree? I don't think they're going to him. I don't think they will, but I think they should. I think something needs to happen. If you have a defense like this, this defense could end up being, the way they're scoring, a historically good defense. You can't waste that. Let me ask you a question. If this was, if Jay Cutler was playing this poorly, would he be benched? Uh, we're, uh, you know what? we're six no, no, games no. in. I would, I would stay the course, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. If you've got a quarterback who you know can get it done and there's a guy sitting behind him who you're not sure of, and let's face it, Osweiler hasn't played much. He's been there a long time, but he hasn't played much. I'd stay with Manning. You know, the pick, yeah, yeah, they weren't great. And I told you, I knew the Browns would be frisky and I'm spewing I didn't get that win um, when really the Browns could have taken that one. But I'm going to roll with Manning. He's yeah, an MVP, Super Bowl champion, Pro Bowl. Yeah, rattle it all off. I know he's not playing great, but you still see plenty of his passes get to the right place. I mean, how many did um, oh, the wide receiver, um, 88? Uh, oh, mate, save me. Uh, DeAndre. Um, Thomas. What's his yeah, first Thomas. name? He dropped three sitters yeah. that would have resulted in, in a win in regulation because they would have got inside... Um, field goal range, a whole range of things where his receivers weren't exactly helping him out either. So I, I guess that whole rant gets gets to, I'd, I'd stay with Peyton. Yeah, look, I, I, it's hard to go away from a guy like that, but he's just playing so poorly. And they finally got the running game going a little bit on the weekend. I, I'm just not sure whether when they come up against a good team, 
if they want to win a Super Bowl, they need they need some more offense because as good as their defense is, the Patriots will probably put up a few points on them. So if you if you're thinking big picture at six and zero, you should be starting to think, are we going to be able to win the Super Bowl or you know be successful in the playoffs? I don't think they can be with Peyton the way he's playing. If he improves, then yeah, of course they can. But at this point, he's really struggling. We will move on to the Minnesota Vikings win a defensive battle over the Chiefs, 16-10. to Vikings now 3-2, and looking to be in the hot seat to try and steal that wild card as they're not going to catch the Packers. What's your thoughts on them, Rich? They managed to get a win with only 60 yards rushing on the weekend from AP. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the greatest offensive game, and Teddy wasn't outstanding, but he didn't make, he didn't cost them the game. He certainly didn't win them the game, but he didn't make any costly mistakes. Which, as you say, when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, who just can't get anything going on offense, it was sixteen three for the majority of the game. The Chiefs scored one reasonably late, so you know I, I think they'll be okay. Their defense looks pretty solid, though. Yeah, and I had them taking the wild card. Yeah, from out in the north. So I obviously think they can get it done, and they've got enough there. But I'd rather quickly just touch on the drowning Chiefs. Oh, they're awful. Without without that running game, they're just they're gone. You know what I think about Alex Smith. Yeah. And now there's no running game behind him. And the running backs they bought in for him were all terrible. They all struggled. The, the offensive line is not very good. They let Hudson, the center, walk in for agency. Much like Seattle, which we'll get to, they let their center walk, who was a good player, is now doing really well in Oakland. Eric Fisher, the number one pick in the draft a couple of years ago, is really struggling. He's an okay run blocker, but he just can't pass protect. They're just they're going backwards quick, and they're probably going to have a pretty a pretty early pick this year. And and I I just don't know. This is the second time um, Charles has done his knee. I, you just don't when you hit to twenty eight, twenty nine, you just don't start to recover from that very well. Well, as you know, James, I pulled off the super trade in our fantasy you did. a week before he went down, and I traded him out. Now, I, I mean, of course, I didn't know it was coming, but I think, as you said, two. Two knee reconstructions. He's on the wrong side of you know, 25, really, for a running back. Yep. Um, a, lot, a, a lot of carries in his career. Yep, absolutely. He's going to struggle to come back from that. And, you know, uh, what did they have? About 57-odd yards rushing, something like that, yeah. I think I read. Yeah, it was terrible. That, that's woeful. They're done. I mean, they're 1-5. and five. They're going to be no threat in the north as... Uh, sorry, in the in the West, is their number one competitors undefeated? Yeah, I think they're done. Yeah, so do I. I think they're finished. And a quick shout out to the Minnesota Vikings defensive line. I watched that game. They played absolutely outstanding. And a really sneaky under the radar defensive line up there with some of the best at the moment. We'll move on to Arizona dropping a game to Mike Vick and then Landry led Steelers. They just had a terrible game. Palmer struggled. They lost 25-13. It was a one-score game with about four minutes to go when Carson Palmer threw a, you know, basically a, a red zone interception on just a terrible play. Um, it's a bit. Dis- I'm a bit disappointed that Arizona dro- dropped that game. To be honest, me too. Vic goes down. What in the first quarter was it? I mean, yeah, it was I, I was struggling to watch it because of where I was. But he's out from the start. Landry comes in. And rolls you. He looked in control of that offense. 
Yeah, they, and they certainly opened it up to him a bit more. Like he, he, you know, he, he had the benefit of Martavius Bryant taking a eighty, uh, you know, a ten yard catch for eighty eight yard for an eighty odd yard touchdown. Yeah, which welcome always, back to the NFL. Yeah, which always helps, you know. So the, the, he, I think he only had about one hundred and ten yards. So there's a massive chunk of his yards. But I have to admit, he completed a couple of third downs. He led them on a when after that interception by Carson Palmer, he led them down the field, got another touchdown. He did what he had to do, and he looked. I think. Well, I think Tomlin's already said that they're going to go with him this week instead of Michael Vick. I think you'll see that could be Michael Vick's last snap in the NFL. Um, geez, it'd be a big call if, if it was, and maybe that was always the plan. Just do enough to get Landry to wherever they felt he needed to get to, and then make make the change. Yeah, absolutely. I have to admit, he he looked fine. Now it was it was only a small snippet, and they they ran the ball very well. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is just, he's so yeah. good. He's, he's the best back in the NFL. Yeah, we discussed it last week as well, yeah. and, and we were kind of weighing up a few other guys, but he is, there's no doubt about it, he's the number one back in the NFL. So that was really good. And the other thing, he got Antonio Bryant into the game, which Michael Vick hasn't been able to do. So that was another 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 positive for Landry. Um, we will move on, and speaking of positives... Just as I suspected, Miami start off the new coaching regime with a 38-10 rout of the Titans, and they looked like a completely different team coming out of the bye. Yeah, they really did. It's The players clearly did were just out on film and from the start of the year. Yeah, yeah and, and what we saw... a bad sign. Yeah, and, and we saw Cam Wake. He had four sacks in the first half. Four yeah, sacks. Where's he been all year? Well, he's been injured. That's, apparently, he was he had calf problems, and he's been asking to not be on the field as much, but Philbin wouldn't listen to him. And then the bye week let him get healthy. Also, Sue looked like, as soon as Wake started getting going, Sue looked like a completely different monster. Vernon on the other side, the whole D-line turned into what it should be. Or what they, we expected. We what they expected to be, yes. And then the other thing, they finally got the running game going because they were aggressive. So, you know, they all gave Dan Campbell a bit of a, a bit of flack for doing the Oklahoma drill and trying to toughen them up and whatnot. It worked because they came out like they had five rich incognitos and kicked the crap out of the Titans. Yeah, and, and, and the Titans, that win over the Bucks in week one, that was such a mirage. That O-line is awful. Yep. It's just awful. And I was listening to a, a podcast I really love by Daniel Jer- Daniel Jeremiah called Move the Sticks. I highly recommend it to anyone. He was saying, he put a tweet out during the week saying that, just for the record, Jameis Winston's only thrown one more interception than Marcus Mariota and only has a, fo- a point of five differential in, in a quarterback rating with more touchdowns. So mm. th- I think the mirage of Mariota has sucked a lot of people in. He had a hundred, he had almost a perfect game the first week. And since then, it's just started to come back to earth. And I, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but it seems like Winston's copping a lot of flack when really he's been just as good, if not better, than Mariota. Yeah, and I think I said it last week, you don't get to play the Buccaneers D every week. No, you, you certainly don't. So look, that, that's basically how I feel. I reckon Miami and they've gone to, to two and two and three now. They're not out of it. They could they could seriously if they can keep this sort of energy going, keep Lamar Miller running the ball like he did. Tannehill, you know, he struggled a little bit. He has to improve, but you know, who knows? It, it, it looks great. Be a big ask coming out of that division because obviously the, the Patriots have got it sewn up. Yeah, they need to catch the Bills, uh, and then. 
you know, who knows where the other, um, you know, the Steelers will be gunning for a wild card. It, it, it'll be tough for him. For it'll me. be tough, but you know what? If, in, in your opinion, if they they turn it around, say they turn it around and go nine and seven, does Dan Campbell keep his job? No, no. They deliberately gave it to him because they knew he wouldn't keep. He wouldn't win the job. Yeah. Well, he, 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 he keeps a job, but probably not the head coaching job. Oh, he. He could parlay this into an offensive coordinator position. Yeah. I mean, what was he, the tight end coach or yeah. something? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I'd, 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 I just liked his attitude. He had a lot of energy. And it's 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 refreshing to see a coach the way... Because he's a younger guy, and he's obviously hasn't been out of the league for that long as a player. And you could see that reaction with the players. There's a lot of mutual respect, which yeah. is something Philbin certainly didn't have. So that was no. it, it was refreshing to see Miami like that. What wasn't refreshing to see was Carolina stunned the Seahawks with a late game-winning touchdown to win 27-23. What an upset. And the Greg Olsen touchdown pass, the Legion of Boom stuffed up. that They messed up a coverage. They've blown fourth-quarter leads in all their four losses this year. Yep. Can you believe that? They're minus 28-point differential in the fourth quarter. It's just... The ter- second, it's the second worst in the NFL. And do you know what it's all coming from? And we talked about it in, in the preseason. My probably my least favorite player in the NFL, Kerry Williams, who came over from Philly. Teams have worked out that he's not very good, and they are attacking him. So then, what the Seahawks have got by in, in the last few seasons is everyone being equal. So they're able to keep a real even backfield, keep all the safeties in the same spots, play the same coverages because you couldn't attack anyone on the defense. Now with Kerry Williams being attackable, they have to roll a little bit of help to him, which means Cam Chancellor is not just thinking, okay, I've got Earl Thomas over the top, and I know Sherman and you know whoever it was, Brown aren't going to be beaten in man coverage underneath. So I can just I can just focus on covering my guy. They're all now worrying and trying to to make up for Kerry Williams' mistakes, and it's hurting their defense. One piece of that defense is tearing them apart, and I, I'm kind of happy because I just don't like him at all. How do you let Greg Olsen go open? He's the only guy they've got. It was a, the only one. Apparently, Earl Thomas thought it was a cover three. Sorry, he thought it was a cover two, so he was going to the sideline. And, oh, and he had middle of the field. Yeah, and Richard uh, Sherman thought it was a cover two, so he sat in the flat. When really it was a man coverage or something it was supposed to be. So Sherman's basically let Olsen go through the zone, expecting Thomas to be over the top and not dropping with him and leaving him wide open, basically. Yeah, it's an epic stuff up. What do you think is the biggest story coming out of this? The Seahawks blowing this fourth quarter lead or the Panthers... Staying 5-0, because I reckon the Panthers are frauds. So do I. And let's just put things in perspective. They still haven't beaten a team with a winning record. And this is the first Pro Bowl quarterback they've knocked off too. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I I think Seattle will, will get it going, but I still don't think Carolina are that good. I think they have a really good defense, but you know what? They might make the playoffs, and they probably should from 5-0. and they, they definitely should make the playoffs. But I, I just still don't... I don't think they can win a Super Bowl. They have no receiving core. They go in and play a team like Green Bay, who have a really good pass rush and and good defensive backs. They're they're no chance of beating a team like that. Yeah, you want to hear you want to hear a cool stat about Cam Newton? I do. I was listening to ESPN Radio um, driving back uh, 
from New Orleans back to Houston to fly home. And I think it was the Ken Allen Rosillo show. And I was talking about Cam Newton. In the fourth quarter, his total QBR is 94.1, which is second best in the NFL for fourth quarters. That's making up his first three quarters combined. His QBR is 37.1, which is second worst in the NFL. Like, he's just getting it done in the last quarter. Like, I just, this can't be long-term sustainable. No, it can't be. And there's there's two things that Cam Newton does really well, is wins game in the fourth quarters and steals laptops. That's his two bi- his two best attributes, <laughs> and, he, and his dad takes money to send him to um, Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, a, a little bit of recent news that's just popped up, Rich. I'm not sure if you've seen Seahawks Fred Jackson in a car accident, apparently drag racing with Marshawn Lynch out of the facility. Oh, tell me this isn't true. Jackson was. I'm. I'm just reading straight off NFL.com right now. Jackson was going southbound. Southbound on Seahawks Way, exiting the team's facility after practice when he lost control of his black Chevy Corvette and hit a stop sign. A spokesperson from the police department confirmed Jackson told the police he was fine and after a team personnel came to check on him, went back to the team facility. So he's okay, but there's also another rumour that he was in, there was some sort of illegal action going on with, with Marshall Lynch, which is the last thing they need. Oh, these are just... These are just distractions they don't need. And yeah. I was, um, ah, there's one good thing about being in America is all the shows come on at the right time. I was watching PTI before going out, out for dinner and they were talking about, Will always makes these, Mike Will always makes these just bold statements at the start of every year. And this year he was saying, Seahawks won't make the playoff. And everyone was obviously ripping on him because they just look still so loaded. But drag racing, and losing little pieces here and there, and holdouts, and Wilson and his stupid relationship with that rapper. Fake relationship. Whatever. All this stuff is just distracting. And now there's rumours Pete Carroll's going back to USC after they fired their alcoholic coach. (laughs) So there's so much stuff going on in Seattle that they're so talented, I find it so hard to say they're done. But I don't know if they're going to make it. Because it's going to be hard to get a wild card with teams like, you know, the Panthers and the Falcons are already well ahead. And they play Ari- Seahawks play Arizona this week in Arizona. They're probably going down. Yeah, if, if, if they lose that game, I would say their season's over. Yeah, it'd be hard to come back. All right, let's move on. Patriots control the entire game to beat the Colts 34-27. Don't let the score mislead you. This was not a close game. Uh, a, a pick six in the, in the first quarter kept the Colts alive, and then a late touchdown made it look respectable. Patriots took complete control, but it wasn't the dominance that they expected the Patriots to, you know, they didn't, they didn't put 60 up like everyone thought they would. Um, Tom Brady didn't really seem to care. He just wanted to beat them and get out of there. Yeah, and that pick wasn't Brady's fault. No. Clean off Edelman's hand. Yeah, Edelman, um, who hurt his finger on a touchdown catch, struggled a bit after that. Yeah, and look, if the, to the Colts' defence, if they were ever going to get up for a game, surely this one was it. And everyone was talking about the epic beatdown that the Patriots were going to put on them. And I, I bought into it as well. 
a sneaky backdoor cover by the Colts cost me. But I think that was the Colts getting up for a game. I do not think the Colts are good at all. Andrew Luck's shoulder does not look right. He he could nah, not still, get the ball downfield. He's still injured, and he, but he was always going to play in that game. Well, they need to do the right thing by him now and get him right because the division's such a it's such a bad division that they could drop another two games and still win it. They're, like they they will win that at seven and nine if they have to. There's no one oh, good, so yeah, they sure. they need I mean, to get him right. Who's next best? The Texans at two and four. Now what? The Titans and the Jags have got one win each. The Texans got two wins. That's surprising. Yeah, they got one on the weekend. They, they, they're good. They're good against playing Florida teams. I think they've beaten um, the Dolphins and they've beaten the Jags. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Good luck to the Colts. Either way, Patriots keep that machine rolling. They looked pretty good. They just have so many weapons. Gronkowski had a pretty quiet game. Didn't have a catch in the first half, but got going in the second half. They just have so many ways to attack you. The running backs looked great. It, it all looks great. It's all because it's driven by Tom Brady. I, yeah. I won't hear any other way. He has done more with If you want to... Oh, and I'm going on a... I'm spewing. I'm doing a Steve Salisbury. I'm just going where I want to take this conversation. <laughs> Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever by so far. And I just won't hear it. He has never had Pro Bowl receivers or Pro Bowl running backs. His only Pro Bowl running backs is like Corey Dillon. And he had Randy Moss for two minutes. Yes, it's he's outstanding. It's all him. It's all him. He's had multiple offensive coordinators and running slightly different schemes. He is so good. He certainly he is. is. And gun. you sound like a pathetic Patriots fan, so let's move on to the Eagles in Eagles-Giants, one of the worst games of the week. We won't talk about this for too long. They win 27-7 in a shocking game, seven turnovers from both teams. Eli started really well, We had an 80-yard drive for a touchdown, was drive, was killing them on the second drive. All of a sudden, the tight end, Larry Donnell, catches the ball, gets the ball ripped out of his hands by D'Amico Ryan, gets the pick, and then the, the Eagles roll from that point. Um, yeah. pretty, pretty average game, though. Yeah, it was. And I was watching parties in the airport, watching waiting for my plane, and it was run, Eagles, run. Yeah. D'Amico yeah. Murray looked to get going again, but... For any Eagles fans out there, let's not get too excited. I don't think, even if you can somehow scrape yourself into the playoffs, you're not going anywhere. So just just relax. You're still not very good. You beat the Giants, who also aren't very good. So well well done. Yeah, and but yeah, but that being said, this division is just so wide open. Yeah, the Cowboys. Like- the if, if the Cowboys hadn't lost Romo, I honestly believe they would have won every game but the Patriots game. They'd be sitting 4-1 and one right now coming out of the bye, winning the first two division games as well. They'd be three games ahead of all the other division. Yeah, but they're not. No. And he's hurt. No, so they're not. We can we can if and but all day long. Look, the Eagles will probably win, will probably win the division, but I just don't think they're going to do anything if they do because I don't think oh, they're any no. good. And I think, I think Chip's a phony and it's starting to come out. His offense looked okay today, but it still doesn't look great. The defense looked, it looks really good. Um, Fletcher Cox is an absolute animal, but I think as a whole... Yeah, the mo- he played well. Yeah, the, the moves Chip Kelly has made aren't very good. They haven't improved the team that much, the moves he's made. so No, I'm inclined to agree. I think the team's kind of what they were last year, just with different people. Yeah, exactly. Probably worse wide receivers. I think the running back situations, it's it, they've probably got more depth, but it's not working better. Well, you, 
for those who don't know, what he was going for there is he wants to run his offense like he ran it at Oregon, which is, you know, lots of plays, rotating your backs through. But in college, you suit up 80 players. In the NFL, you suit up 43. Yeah. It makes a massive, massive difference. So you can't be constantly rolling through running backs. And Chip Kelly wants to run the ball. Don't get fooled by spread offense and it's passing. It's not. It is a running offense. Yeah. So that's why he wanted guys like Matthews and Murray and lots of guys kind of the same so he can be running them through constantly. Yeah. It's not like Murray doesn't want that. He wants to be the bell cow. Oh, but they're not using it. Murray, Murray's great season last year came in a single back or eye form, not, not in the gun. He he doesn't run out of the gun. It's not he's too slow to get to the edge out of the gun. You need to start him behind, hand him the ball, get him get him ahead of steam up, and then yeah, he can make running. cuts off that. It, and their O line's not good enough to play like that way with in, in the gun run. So they need to just rethink the way they're doing it. He's a good running back. They just need to put the ball. And, and same with Ryan Matthews. I think he's a great running back too. They just got to use them correctly. Yep, agreed. Uh, all right. Well, that, that, that's it for the games this week. We will move on. We'll have a quick look at the rookies this season coming up next. This is Tom Hornsey, and you're listening to the SEN NFL Podcast. Okay, Richard, last week we looked at the offensive rookies. We're going to have a quick look at the defensive rookies this this week. We'll start with the defensive linemen. Who's your pick of the bunch there? There's a few to jump out of you, but a jump out at you, sorry, but I really like the play of um, Henry Anderson at Indianapolis. Yep, he's looked really good. He just gets to the ball. He's got such a motor. Um he, he just seems to be piling onto every pile. Um, I think he's playing great this year. Yeah, he's looked really good. He's had, he's had 25 tackles, which is easily the most out of all the defensive rookies. So that's good. Another guy to look at, Malcolm Brown at New England. He's been really solid for them. He was a late first-round pick that a lot of people said he was the top four or five players in the draft. Um, and he's, look, he's looked fantastic. So he's been impressive to watch. As, again, the Patriots steal one late in the first round, no doubt. Yeah, and it's it's an area they kind of whiff on. Yeah, they do the, actually. The D line they they often get it wrong. Not quite as often as they get um, as they get D backs wrong. <laughs> they to get that wrong way more often when they're drafting. Yeah, but it, it's a it's a good play for them. Yeah, exactly. And then the last guy who I think um, is it's a Vic Beasley from Atlanta. He's been really good getting sacks. He's a really good speed rusher. But he's just a bit small, and they really push him around in the running game, which, unless he can put on some size and become more stout, it makes him a one-dimensional guy, which is always going to make it hard to have huge seasons if all you can do is be a pass rusher, because you just won't get on the field much. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Atlanta traded up to get him, right? Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. I don't think so. I think he fell to them. Or no, because he went three, didn't he? No, that was yeah. Fowler. No, no, no that no, was no. the guy from Jacksonville that did his yeah. knee. No, I'm um, pretty sure he was just there for them. Okay. Well, he, it's a Clemson D lineman, and if you want to go and take a look at the history of Clemson D lineman, a lot of them get taken early and never really turn out to be a whole lot. Um, Unlike the he, wide receivers. Yeah. Um, I just think he needs to put a bit of weight on, get an NFL body, 
And he can probably play more downs than, than just the obvious passing situation. Yeah, for sure. The last guy I'll mention from defensive line, um, Leonard Williams from the from the Jets, 18 tackles, half a sack, three or four tackles for loss. He's been pretty good in a in a really good defense. So he's he's looked every bit what he was uh, yeah, advertised to be. Delivering as expected. It's looking like a really good draft so far. Most of the guys are playing really well, especially in the, the guys from the top 10. They've all looked really good. Um, we'll move on to linebackers. Not a not a lot going on here. The two I will, I will mention, they're kind of in the same bracket. The two middle linebackers, Quan Alexander from your Tampa Bay Bucks and Stephen Anthony from the Saints, who actually looks – they both look really good. Um, for rookies playing middle linebacker, that's, that's if you can get you can get this kind of production out of them. They look outstanding. Well, I think I mentioned in, the, in the, when we talked about – you, in our you, you had him though. for defensive rookie of the year, Quan Alexander, and you oh. know what? You, you're not you're not going to be far off it. Well, the main reason I thought it is he's a rookie and he became the play caller. Yeah, like that's how much they trusted this guy, and they took you know sort of one look at him like, yeah, this guy's something special. He's obviously um, pretty intelligent. Yeah, he he flies all over the field. He's got himself a sack. He's got himself a pick. Um, he's obviously calling all the plays. Out of LSU, um, yeah, which just produces NFL talent like it's a factory down there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think he's, uh, I think he's going to continue this. Like he could be Tampa's middle linebacker for ten years. Yep. He could be. He could be. The, he could be the next big linebacker. Which and the the, the same with Stephen Anthony. That they, they look great. The only other guy. I'll, oh, there's a couple other guys I'll mention quickly. Haoli Kikahi Kikaha. From the Saints, I've seen him play a couple of times. He looks really good. He's had three sacks, which is the most of any rookies. Looks outstanding. Plays with a ton of effort. A smaller guy, but an effort guy. So it's it's, it's good to see him going. Shaq Thompson down in Carolina has been really solid. And Bud Dupree from Pittsburgh, the outside linebacker, um, has been a really good pass rusher. Two, two sacks on the year. Other than that, there's not a lot going on. We'll move on quickly to the defensive backs. And the pick of the bunch here, the, the, the top three, Landon Collins, the safety from the Giants, Marcus Peters from Kansas City, and Ronald Darby. Three of them have been played really, really well for their, their respective teams. Probably a position more and more that you start to see rookies start at and play pretty well is you know corners and safeties. They just seem to be able to come in and, and off they go. Like you know, Darby's had two picks and Peters had two picks. I think I think um, Peters had one on the weekend as well. I think he's up to three on the season, which is is pretty impressive for a rookie. Yeah, absolutely, and they're playing great. And and you bring these guys in, you know, they're on rookie contracts. You get them cheap for a few years. If you can, so it's, it's, the NFL is all about drafting and quarterbacks. You know, you get you draft well, and you get those guys cheap when they're young, and it pays yeah. off. It pays off in space. Look at look at look at Seattle. That's what they did when they won their. They should have won two Super Bowls when they won their Super Bowl. That's what that's what they had going on. The only other guy I'll mention there, purely because I'm a homer, the Byron Jones from Dallas Cowboys. I didn't think he was that good until I watched the Patriots game. He actually did a really good job on Gronkowski. He he played quite well on him. Gronkowski's a, an elite player, probably the best tight end of all time. Best position player in the league. Yeah, so I think Byron, watching him play against him actually gave me a bit of hope. You know, he looked really good. So that's something we can look forward to in, in Cowboy land. That'll do us for the defensive rookies. Richie, just quickly, I'll get your, your defensive rookie of the year. You had 
Quan uh, Alexander. You still thinking him? Yeah, yeah, I'll stay with it. Yeah, and I'm going to change my mind, and I'm going to turn it to Landon Collins. 28 tackles. Uh, he had a really good pick in the Monday night game this week, so I think he's going to get better and better, and he's my pick. Uh, we'll move on next to top three, bottom three. On the SEN NFL podcast, top three, bottom three. <laughs> what the hell was that? Richard, that is something, as, as we all know, our mate Chris Starkey, our producer, tries to catch me doing silly things on the mic. And apparently last week I was sitting there. You were just singing. I don't I, know what you were singing. I made that noise and he's caught it and looped it. Well, I was trying to figure out what to play as a music bed for underneath that sting. And I thought, you know what? I remember back to what you did last week. And I thought that would be a perfect bed for that sting. So we can change <laughs> it next week if we really want. We'll have a meeting after the show. But for now, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I actually quite enjoy it. I enjoy it almost as much as the Chris Tyler drop in last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Richie, we will do our top three, bottom three. Let's start with let's start with the bottom three this week. Who have you got at the number twenty nine in the league? I have the Tennessee Titans. Ooh, the Tennessee Titans. Yes, they're awful. They're on struggle street. Offensive line is terrible. Um, you know they've got some hope with the quarterback, but they don't have much at wide receiver, and their defense is really struggling as well. Yeah, they're they're just awful. <laughs> yep, my uh, number twenty nine. I have the Detroit Lions. They were lucky to get away with a win against the as equally as worse Chicago Bears on the weekend. Don't rate them very well. Stafford is playing. He had an okay game against Chicago, but overall playing pretty terribly. Um, I think they're going the wrong way. Gee, that's rough, man. You reckon, reckon. you reckon they're good? They've won no, one game. No, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I don't think they're that bad. I do. I think they're terrible, and I think there's about ten teams that are all just as terrible as each other, and they're certainly one of them. And I just, I just felt like putting them in my bottom three this week. Fair enough. Who you got next? Jags. Uh, do we need to talk about the Jags? Bortles has played well again, but they're an all-round cluster. You know what? They're just struggling. Yeah, and I don't. You know how we talk about yeah, the Raiders are exciting, and they've got some good pieces. I look at the Jags. I just don't see it. I want TJ Yeldon to be good. But he's not. But he's... He hasn't looked good. And the only frisky player is Robinson on offense, the receiver. Yeah. And Bortles. Yeah. Bortles looks really good. I think he looks great. So I think that's about it. Defensively, though, they've got no, no shining light. Obviously, yeah. they took Fowler in the first round. They've been a bit unlucky with him getting injured. So hopefully he can get back and turn into a good player and add some excitement. My next team, which you're probably going to hate again, I have the 49ers. I think they are garbage. Okay. They are garbage, but they're not bottom three garbage. Who? Okay, well, who, who, who have you got last? I have Tampa Bay last in the no, league. Of course, course we got Tampa Bay last. And you got Tampa Bay. <laughs> and you, you, you think, I think there's probably, I honestly think there's 10 teams that are all deserving to be in the bottom three. Yeah, you could throw the Chiefs in, you could throw the Ravens in, you could throw the Texans, the Browns, the yep. Lions. I think the um, 49ers are terribly coached. I think Jim Tonsula, I don't know how he got a job coaching. I don't think he does a good job at all. I think the players they have that they think are good aren't as good as what they are. Uh, I, I really I really just don't rate them at all. If I think... you were, let, me, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. 
If you were the, the hotshot college coach and, and you wanted to make the move to the NFL and these three jobs became available, which one would you take? The Rams, the 49ers or the Saints, any of those jobs became available to you, which one would you take? Rams. Yeah? Yep, D-line. That. D-line. Good back too. Yep, D-line, good young running back. They've put a ton of drafting into the O-line. That's yeah. Personally, I take them without even thinking about it. I would not want to go to the Forty ers I think you're going to see them go back into a ten-year stint of being irrelevant. Yeah, and I think the Saints, because of the salary cap, have to get rid of Breeze next year, and then that cupboard is bare. Yep, the Saints are stuffed too, and they've they've made that bed. They have to line it now. Yep, and, Look, and that coach is going to run. I guarantee he's bolting at the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. We both have Tampa Bay in the bottom. I don't think we need to discuss them. They're just all-round average in, in every position. And I'm convinced James Winston and Mike Evans don't like each other. Oh, yep. I, I would agree with you. He just can't throw the ball to him. He throws picks when he throws it to him. Yep. They, they, there's something going on there. Look, what, what we'll out. do for our top three, Rich, I'm going to say my top three, starting from third best to, to first, and then you say yours, and we'll discuss, okay? Because right, I, right I think they're going to be the same, but maybe in different order. Okay. My third best team, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. My second best team, the New England Patriots. Yeah. My new number one team are the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, look out. Who are you got? Um, okay, I whipped out. In third place, I've got a tie. I've got the Bengals and I've got Denver. Ugh, Denver place, suck. I've got the Packers, number one, New England Patriots. The reason I have the Bengals number one is because I think they're the most... I think all three of them are outstanding. Don't get me wrong. They are all pretty, They could all be even number one. They could all be tied. The Bengals have the best all-round team. They have a superstar receiver. They have two really good running backs. Do you know Andrew Dalton has only been sacked three times this season? Yeah. Their that, O-line... That one's playing great. Yep, their O-line's outstanding. Their defense, they have, they have 10 D linemen that can all get it done. Um, Geno Atkins is back into his form. They just look outstanding. I think Green Bay's. I think Green Bay losing receivers are going to hurt them. Started with Jordy Nelson. They've lost Ty Montgomery and Devontae Adams now, not for the season, but for patches. I think that's going to hurt them. And the Patriots. I don't think their defense is as good as the Bengals. That, that's that, that's the only that's the only reason I have the Bengals number one. Yeah, well, as I said last week, when the Bengals go five and zero, they go to the Super Bowl. And I'll do you one better for Andy Dalton, but the protection he's now getting without the crap being kicked out of him, he's thrown 14 touchdown passes to two interceptions. Yeah, he's that's playing outstanding. Ra- yeah, that's kind of the ratios that he was putting up when he played for TCU. I know because I've watched all those games. At this point last year, he had six touchdown passes and three interceptions. Yeah, exactly. He, he, he looks outstanding. It's a, a good O-line mate. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and and a running game. They've got two, like, I know Jeremy Hill has struggled here and there, but when he struggles, Gio Bernard picks it up and looks great. So they've got all the answers. Tyler Eifert looks like an elite tight end. He's really coming along. I think if, if you take Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady out, I think Andy Dalton's the next best quarterback this season, playing-wise. Who, who's um, played better than him at, at other than Aaron Rodgers and, and, and Brady? And they're, they're probably not that far ahead of him. Yeah, look. It'd be hard to argue. He's been great this year. He's played outstanding, and like someone said that during the week, and I got ridiculed for saying that. I, you need to check the stats and check the wins. He he looks great, and you know what? I hope I would love the Bengals to win the Super Bowl this year. I think I'm going to get if if the Cowboys can't get it going, I'm going to get on the Bengals and ride them hard because I reckon they look outstanding. 
Yeah, and if you want to look at the... Yeah, I like the QBR stat because I think it's better than the quarterback rating, so I tend to go to it a lot. Yep. And Andy Dalton out in front, 84.2, four points clear of Aaron Rodgers with 80. Yep, beautiful. All right, well, what we'll do is we'll, we'll move on to Chris's betting corner. But before we get to there, Richard, I just wanted to make... You said the 49ers were not the second worst team in the league. They are 30th in offense, 31st in defense, including the 29th ranked passing attack. So stats say they are. <laughs> Fair enough, mate. Okay, we'll move, we'll, we'll move over to Chris's betting corner. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table... And you are the sucker. Just dancing over there. You're having a ball. I'm dancing. I saw some NFL. I saw uh, the D-lineman smashing Mariota in the kneecap, which is entertaining but dirty nonetheless. Let's head over to my main man, Chris Starkey Tyler, for Chris's betting corner. And you know, every week we uh, we do this segment and I uh, we have a look back I get the audio from last week. We have a look back and we see how you guys have gone. So before we get Patriots into... always cover, Chris. Apparently so. But let's get into uh, your tips from last week before we get into who you're tipping this week. I have the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Patriots. Really? It's in Indianapolis. $3.85. I want 200 on it. Uh, James, I'm going to rain on your parade. You could not be more wrong. It was the Colts. The dobbed in New England about the deflate gate. They hate them. They will absolutely smash them this week. I could take the free money at $1.19, but I won't. I'll take New England minus the 7.5 points at $1.99. I'm very confident I have $1,000 on it. They're going to kill them as revenge for deflate gate. So they have to win tasty. by more than 7.5. That's what you're saying, Richard. Yes, yes they need Now you're getting the hang of how. I'm works. learning. You're a fool. We're teaching you how to bet. You're a fool, Garraway. My next Mate, bet... England has covered every game. They are flying. Okay. Second bet, please, James. Giants to beat the Eagles at $2.77. I will have $300 on that, please. I like the Browns against Denver this week, plus the four points. Oh, you No would. Denver's D's been good, but then just not scoring. I reckon the Brownies have been up and about a little bit, and they might just get over the top of Denver, who are 5-0. That loss is due. So I'll take the Browns plus four and a half at a dollar ninety-four. I'll have five hundred on that. Now I've got for my last bet of the night. I have Miami to beat the Tennessee Titans at two dollars fourteen. I'll have two hundred dollars on that, please. I think Miami coming out of the break, fired their coach. They're going to come out with some fire in their belly to prove something, and I think they'll get the win over the Titans. I've got Washington, who just lost last week against the New York Jets. Washington a plus six. That's a lot of points. It's basically a free touchdown. So I'll take that. Washington plus the six points at $1.92, and I'll have 500 on that as well. So there's our uh, bets from last week. Not the best week for uh, either of you boys. One from three for both of you. We'll go through them really quickly before we uh, we get to the betting for this week. So, Richie, you started the week with $6,213 hypothetical dollars in your hypothetical bank. The Patriots, you reckon they were a shoo-in to cover the line? Seven and a half. I got screwed on that. Didn't quite get there. And you, and you, you, you were feeling pretty giddy about it before the show. You thought you, you made it. I, I thought I had it for seven. I thought I was going to escape with a push. Um, yeah, I, I still feel good about that one. I'd make that again this week. 
Well, that's uh, a thousand bucks down the dunny for you there in that one. But you did hit on the Browns. You said plus four and a half. Lucky. Got that one just. Hashtag lucky. Not at all. The Browns should have won. If you, I watched that game start to finish with my beautiful partner in a really cool sports bar down in New Orleans. The Browns should have won that game. If you watch that game start to finish, the Browns should have won. Nothing lucky about it. Well, it's 960 bucks in your pocket there, which is a, a bit uh, easier to take once you, you lost that first 1000 And then you, uh, you, you kind of conked out on uh, Washington plus six as well. So that's another 500 bucks down the drain. So you end uh, this week with $5,673 in the bank. James, you started 11228 You missed on the Colts over the Pats. You missed on the Giants over the Eagles. That's five hundred bucks collectively down the drain. Then Miami over the Titans at two fourteen. You tucked two hundred bucks on it. You hit that one. So four hundred twenty-eight bucks. That lands you eleven thousand two hundred and fifty-six bucks for this week. Not my greatest week. I just need one of my. You still uh, made some money. I just need one of my like long shots bucks. to come off. That's all I need. That's all I need. Well, so what do you boys have in store for me for this week? Do you want to start, Richie? Or do you want me to? Um, I'll go first. Okay. First one, we're talking about how crappy the Titans are. The Falcons are are a dollar fifty three going to the Titans. I reckon that's free money of a thousand dollars on the Falcons. Ooh. You're not going to go for the line at this stage? No, nah, I'll take the Falcons <laughs> straight up to win. You've learned your lesson. <laughs> All right, my first bet. I am going with an absolute homer. I'm hoping I can bet on them to urge them to win. I have the Cowboys to beat the Giants at two dollars eighty five. I want five hundred on it. Good. I like that one. That's 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 a that's a pretty decent outsider as well. You've chucked on a five hundred. Yeah, nice one. I just want the Cowboys to win, mate. Well, for for your sake, I do as well. Thank you, Richie. Now this week, San Fran hosts the Seahawks. I'm taking a bit of a chance here. You're not going against the Seahawks, are you? I like home dogs. San Fran are getting six and a half points. That's a lot of points. The Seahawks might just be imploding, so I'll take. As uh, James thinks, the second worst team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers, plus six and a half at a dollar ninety. Now, is that your last bit of the day, or you've got one more for us? I got one more. Oh, beautiful! Well, we'll go to James for his last one before we get to yours. Yeah, James, I've only got two today, and I really like these odds. I have the Saints to beat the Colts, which isn't that long a shot at two dollars eighty-five. I want a thousand on it. Oh, there Ooh. we go! You back to playing the big money. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm played. I'm I've got the schedule in front of me. I figured that I'm up by a fair bit. It's 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 at Indianapolis, I believe. I'll double check. It is at Colts. So look, it's it's a bit of a long shot, but I figured I'm a little bit ahead. If I was to hit on that Saints bet, I'm probably home because that's pretty good odds. So I'm just taking a risk. If not, I lose a couple. I lose I lose fifteen hundred, and Richie has a chance to catch me. Let's make this interesting. <laughs> Good to be out in front, mate. Do what you want. <laughs> and for your last one, Richie? I'm sticking with the Browns. I oh, had to you. that bad a football team. Oh, the Browns God. are going to the Rams, who I think are a bad football team. So I Disagree. I got the Browns plus five and a half at a dollar ninety five against the Rams. You know the Rams are coming off the bye. Yeah, I don't care. And it's it's in Ramland. I know where it's being played, mate. Okay. He's done his research, James. I'm just checking, Ricardo. He just doesn't throw away money willy-nilly without doing his research. Rams have no offense. History would say that he does. The Browns are the worst defense in the league, Richard. No, they're not. 
They're very low, but they're not <laughs> And they're improving. They're getting... Sorry, sick. you're right. They they're played th- well last week. They're 30th in the league. I didn't realise. Going against the 32nd-ranked offence, so a pretty good matchup. It's actually pretty even, because you have the 10th-ranked defence of... The the Rams versus the eleventh ranked offense of the of the Browns, so pretty even matchup. And I get a free five and a half points. The Browns covered last week. They're going to do it again this week. Do the Browns always cover like the Patriots? No, no, they don't. <laughs> well, we'll see how you guys go <laughs> this weekend. No. Best of luck to both of you. But I will leave it with you guys now to wrap up the show. We're almost done, so I'll leave it in your capable hands to finish us off. Thank you very much, Kristaki. As always, we will head into. We'll quickly just look at five games coming up next week. A few good ones. We'll start with the Seahawks at the Niners. You have, as I said before, the 30th ranked offense of the Niners, the 31st ranked defense. They are not a very good football team going against the 15th ranked offense and 4th ranked defense of the Seahawks. It is in San Fran. You think San Fran can can get get up, Richard? No, I think San Fran can cover. I don't think they'll necessarily win, but I think they'll get close. Short week. There's a lot of noise around those Seahawks. Everyone's thinking they, you know, watered the bed last week. They pooped and it. Pooped it. Pretty much. So there's every chance that could happen again. So I think the 49ers can get close, but Seahawks should win. They're the better team. Yeah, for sure. Look, we'll move on to the next game. We have Saints at Indianapolis. The 32nd-ranked defense of the Saints and the 29th-ranked defense of the Colts will go up again. So it should be a bit of a shootout. 19th-ranked offense of the Colts, 7th-ranked of the Saints. Pretty interesting game there. I think Drew Brees will will get the job done. I don't think the Colts are very good. So interesting to see how that one goes. Yeah, it's not bad for that um, 1 p.m. slate of games. This is probably one of the picks of the afternoon. Exactly, yeah. I think it'll be a great game. We'll move on to what I think is the game of the week by, by such a long way. The Jets versus the Patriots. Now, it is in New England, which will make it difficult for the Jets. If the Jets can come out with just... They're the number one ranked defense in the league and the number one rushing team. If that's not a good way to beat a team like the Patriots, I don't know what is. Play good defense and run the ball. Yeah, and they only just took that number one defensive ranking off the Denver uh, Broncos yeah. last week. Um, so, yeah, they're playing great D, um, but... Yeah, if anybody can find and slide and make adjustments, it's Tom Brady. So it should be a really good game. Yeah, I, I, I hope it's a good game. I'm hoping for a for a good division game there. We'll move on to the next one. Cowboys at the Giants. Matt Cassell's going to take over. What's your thoughts, Rich? Do you reckon they can get they can get the Giants coming off a tough tough loss on a Monday night? I I know, I know you bet on this one because a bit of a homer pick. I, I can't bet on a quarterback. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't really rate Cassell, but I don't know how he's going to go in that offense. Yep, Kristen Michael will start for the Cowboys as well, so hopefully he can get the running game going and, you know, we can just get get an early lead and run the game away. That'll be the plan, I'm sure. The Giants didn't look good last week, so there's every chance. Hey, did you see there's only two 4 p.m. games this week? I... There is two. terrible. 4.05. Why did the NFL do this? They've got a whole... Shift another game. Push push Jets Patriots back. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well. That's a bit odd. Yeah, it's look. Infuriating when they do this. The last game we'll look at is the Sunday night game. Richie's a little bit upset. Let's just move on. Um, There's a London game this week as well. They're going to start at God knows when in the morning. You're like, a London game, Richard. 
Get your schedule right. It <laughs> look, the last game we'll look at, Philadelphia Eagles at the 5-0 and Carolina. I think this can really show what these two teams are made of. If Carolina can beat the Eagles to death, which I'm sure they will want to do, it will probably, at 6-0, you probably have to start to give them a little bit of respect. If the Eagles can go in and beat Carolina, then I think the Eagles can get on a real run. A pretty important game this week. Yeah, it, it, we talked about Cam Newton. You know, he's only good in the fourth quarter earlier in the show. They've got the 28th ranked offense and they're undefeated. Yeah, I know. It just goes to show the crappy teams and bad quarterbacks have been playing. But it's disguised because they've got the 30th ranked passing attack but the third ranked rushing. So and that's all Cam Newton as well. Yeah, if if they didn't run the ball well, they they'd be stuffed. The last game we'll just have a quick look at the Monday night game: Ravens at Cardinals. Cardinals need to get back on track. The Ravens should look out. I think they might get an absolute belting. Yeah, Cards will be back on track. Ravens are hopeless this year. Beautiful. Well done. Well, that 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 leaves us for this week, Richard. Thank you very much for joining us over the phone. Hopefully, we can get you in the studio next week because I do miss you, buddy. Yeah, I should be there, barring anything else going wrong. Well, you know what? I'm going to pick you up next week, so you have no way to avoid it. Yeah, thanks, mate. You're a champion. No worries, guys. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow my good mate Richard Garraway at Richard03. Until next week, for Richard Garraway, I am James Arthur, our producer... Chris Darkey Tyler, thank you very much for all your hard work. As usual, he's going to the NBL now, so we're holding him up. I'll just keep talking for as long as I can. Not just the NBL, corporate box. Corporate NBL, box, corporate the NBL. Box. Sorry, mate. Thank you to Melbourne I'll, United. I will let you go. Guys, thanks a lot for listening, and we will, you will hear us next week. Thank you. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. That's the music, Rich.